Hello, welcome to Nest Health Connections Wellness Podcast. My name is Bridget Lavin, and I am so excited to be here with you today to talk a little bit about diabetes. So today we had a lunch and learn with two executives from American Diabetes Association, and I learned so much about diabetes that I did not know before, and I just wanted to share a little bit about what I learned. So I'm by no means an expert on the topic, but I'm hoping that this little 10-minute podcast will help give a little insight into diabetes and to what we can do um, if we get diagnosed with diabetes. So just a couple statistics that I learned about. One in 9.5 people have diabetes, which is a pretty high statistic. I was very surprised by this. Um, It's also a pretty well-known statistic that people of color and people over 65 have a 50% higher um, chance of likelihood of developing diabetes or getting diagnosed with diabetes. but even though it's a little bit more popular and you know people 65 or older, they have found recently in research that the highest increase has been in teenagers, which is a little bit alarming. Um, and a lot of it has to do with like what we're eating and diet, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But um, one of the biggest statistics that blew my mind was that 88 million Americans have prediabetes. 88 million. That is a high number. And prediabetes is when your blood glucose levels are higher than normal, but not quite high enough to be given the diagnosis of diabetes. Um, The other thing that was really quite astounding was that 85% of these 88 million people don't even know that they're pre-diabetic, like have no idea, um, which is crazy. And even crazier is that people are usually pre-diabetic for seven to 10 years before they find out. And the reason for this is because a lot of people just don't even know what testing to ask for. They don't know to do the checkup. They don't know to think about it. Um, If they don't have a genetic predisposition to it, they don't think that they could develop it, even though it can be developed through eating and diet, which, again, I'll talk about a little bit later on. But so, yeah, this was kind of crazy to me, and I had no idea how many people were pre-diabetic, how many people didn't know about it, um, and how many people don't find out that they have it for, for and have it for so long. Um, So let's talk a little bit about what the different types of diabetes are. There are three main types. One of them is gestational diabetes, which I'm not going to linger on for too long. It's when your blood sugars are high during pregnancy. Um, so it's a very specific sect of people, pregnant um, people who are pregnant that have to work with this. And usually your blood sugars are tested while you're pregnant. So it's pretty easy to diagnose and to figure out if you have it and then to treat and work with it from there. But the two main types are type 1 and type 2. So type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune response. It's when the immune system mistakenly destroys the beta cells, which create insulin. Insulin. So the beta cells in your pancreas basically get completely destroyed by your immune system. And then in order to treat this, you need some type of insulin injections or pump um, to give your your body the insulin it needs to function. Um, So this, this type is usually diagnosed earlier on, and it's usually considered something that you are predisposed to through genetics and things like that. Type 2 diabetes, which is very common and on the rise in teenagers and uh, 88 million Americans are pre-diabetic on their way there. This type 2 diabetes, what we are learning through research, is really a lifestyle disease. It's a lifestyle disease, more so than genetics, more so than being born with it, more so than anything else. It comes down to what you are eating and how you are moving your body. 
And type 2 diabetes is when someone has lost the ability to digest and use their carbs properly. So your body, it's still producing insulin, but it's just not using it in the proper way. Um, So different than type 1 where you've lost all your beta cells that that make insulin. Type 2, you might have lost half of them, but not all of it. Um, So you're insulin deficient or resistant, but not depleted. And there's a silver lining in this, which is that we can get our body to be producing the proper amount of insulin and kind of teach it how to use it again. According to research, we are finding that this is not actually this entirely incurable, like not understood disease, but in fact that we can reverse type 2 diabetes or we can at the very least put it into remission. And so the treatment to do that is lifestyle. Um, So there there are some oral agents and injectables, but really it comes down to nutrition and diet and exercise. And um, yeah, I just found this so interesting that it... I feel like it, diabetes gets this rep as like, oh yeah, you're you're either born with it or it develops it, and then once you have it, it's incurable, and you're just stuck with it for life. But no, that's actually not the case. Research and and tons of data are coming out and saying diabetes can actually type two diabetes can actually be reversed and put into remission. And I found this incredibly hopeful and comforting to know. Um, so. What are some of the things that you can do in your daily life to avoid pre-diabetes or if you're pre-diabetic, um, you know, move yourself back to a non-diabetic body? And the first thing that they, the, they recommend from the ADA is to get your A1C tested. So that's the basic test that's going to let you know kind of where your blood sugars are at. Um, it's called A1C. This was also something new I learned in our lunch and learn today. And again, a lot of people don't know they're pre-diabetic because they don't know to ask for this test. So if you have suspicions that maybe your blood sugars aren't operating at a natural level or that your body is not digesting the sugars well, go and get your A1C tested. Um, And if it's over 6.5%, then you will get the diagnosis of diabetic. But just know that if you get that, it doesn't necessarily mean you're branded for life. There are a lot of things you can do. So once you get tested, once you have an idea of your A1C levels, um, you can start to treat from there. And as I mentioned, exercise is going to be huge. So exercise helps insulin to work better. And consistent exercise will create consistency with your insulin working better. So 30 minutes a day is recommended or at the very least 30 minutes, five times a day. And it doesn't have to be rigorous, you know, gym, sweating, lifting weights. It can just be walking your dog for 30 minutes, or it might be working in your garden for 30 minutes. Something to move the body so that it can really start to work and um, kind of burn off that insulin that you were maybe having a difficult time digesting. The other thing that they are finding um, that's important is that portions matter. So it's not just about what you eat, it's also about how much you're eating and the time um, between your meals. So, you know, there's a lot of debate whether, you know, you should have six meals a day or eat every two hours or eat four hours. One of the newer studies that they are finding is that intermittent, intermittent fasting is very helpful in reversing diabetes. There's actually a documentary that I watched that was really interesting called Fasting. I believe it's on all of the platforms, but definitely check Netflix or Amazon Prime. 
And it talks about, you know, using intermittent fasting as a way to reverse or uh, put diabetes in remission. And they follow a couple different people with different uh, diagnoses, but they definitely fall, follow one who struggled with diabetes. And after intermittent fasting, they basically saw all of their blood sugar levels return back to normal, which is incredible. Um, and there are, you know, again, controversies around intermittent fasting. I liked this documentary because it talked about, you know, when you do want to do a bigger fasting to treat a problem like diabetes, sometimes it's helpful to be doing it under the watch and supervision of a doctor. So there are facilities that you can go to, or there are people who specialize in helping people fasting. So you're not just on your own starving yourself, um, but definitely something to research and look into. I, I want to direct people to do their own research and you know figure out for themselves what's going to work best but there have been some really interesting studies specific case studies on people with diabetes and fasting that have showed um, it to be really beneficial um, the other study that is really interesting to me is the one done on the ketogenic diet for diabetes people. So the ketogenic diet is where you put yourself into a state of ketosis by avoiding all sugar. Um, there's a documentary called Heal. I think this documentary is on Amazon. It might also be on Hulu. Um, and they also follow people with a couple different diagnoses. Some have cancer, some have um, autism, one of them has diabetes, and they study the effects of this keto diet in their body. And what they have found is that it, it, it again, puts people with diabetes in, re in remission or it reverses the diagnosis entirely so that they do that A1C test and, you know, they basically don't have the same number they had before and are no longer considered diabetic. So I want to direct people to do their research on that. But one of the, my biggest takeaways from today's Lunch Learn was um, to believe in your ability to heal and that these diagnoses of, of diabetes type 2, they're not a death sentence. They're not a, oh my God, I have to, you know, have this diagnosis, this disorder forever. No, it's actually something that can be managed and even reversed. And that was just so hopeful and so bright for me. I was like, yes, yes, I love this message. I love this information. So I wanted to pass that along and hope that it can help you on your wellness journey, whether you are pre-diabetic or have recently been diagnosed with diabetes or think that you might be diabetic. Um, I would, yeah, highly, highly encourage you to remember your own ability to heal and that there are very real steps we can take in our lifestyle choices to, to reverse um, some of the effects that we might have felt from diabetes diagnosis. Um, and I just want to end with like a little hope story, which is we actually had a, um, one of our clients at Nest Health Connections. We had encouraged everyone to get their A1C tested. They were tested, and they found that they had, you know, 6.5% higher and were diagnosed with diabetes. And we had been working with this corporation, the employee from the corporation, for a year offering our wellness content on how to eat healthier, on how to um, build a holistic lifestyle that supports the body, and how to exercise. And we did movement classes, and this employee participated in everything. And by the end of the year, they got their A1C tested, and they no longer had diabetes. That number was below 6.5. And so, yeah, that's just a little hope story that I want to leave you with to inspire you and to remind you that 
you can change things and that you have the power and that this type 2 diabetes is a lifestyle disease that can be reversed or put into remission. So again, that was my biggest takeaway from today's Lunch and Learn. I hope this little tidbit, this little 10 minutes on Diabetes 101 um, serves you in your wellness journey. And I look forward to our next podcast together.